Get ready, cowboy. Howdy, guys. I'm Austin Smith, and this is the Big D Beatdown. Today, I'll be your host, and I'm joined by Ken Cunningham, one of our resident analysts and also a diehard Cowboy fan. Today on the show, me and Ken are going to be talking about the strongest and weakest position groups on the roster. And this is the Big D Beatdown, and we are, we are sponsored by PigskinNut.com. Pigskin Nut, the football information that you've been missing. Uh, Ken, why don't you say hi to everybody today? Cowboys Nation, how we doing tonight? Absolutely, man. And it is a fun time to be a Cowboy fan. And real quick, I'll let everybody know that now that rookie mini camps and OTAs are getting started, be sure and come get all your information from Pigskin Nuts. We're going to have a lot of content up. And for Cowboys fans, you can come and visit us at pigskinnut.com forward slash Cowboys. We will give you all the Cowboy information that you've been missing. All right, you know, let's uh, let's get into it. You know, uh, Ken, today uh, at the annual uh, classic that the at the golf course that the Cowboys own, they were uh, they were doing their annual golf tournament. And Stephen Jones got out there and talked about uh, some trade calls that have been coming in, talked about some teams inquiring about some guys on the roster talked about, uh, I'm sure, some players that maybe they were putting out on the block that the Cowboys might be interested. Uh, it kind of got uh, the thoughts stirring about what do the Cowboys still need and what is a position where we might be so deep that we could afford to uh, to send a guy another way. So, Ken, uh, for starters, why don't we talk about the strongest uh position group on the roster and i'm gonna let you go first let's hear who which position you think the cowboys are strongest at right now well everybody knows that the cowboys bread and butter is running the football and just how well would they be able to run the football if it wasn't for those big guys up front so i'm going to give the the fat men a little love today because the offensive line i mean it's it's to me it's it's the clear cut the the best position group on the team, and it's also it's the deepest position group on the team. I mean, it, it, right now it's early, but if you were to look at the projected starters of the team, you're assuming you're getting Travis Frederick back in the middle. I would I would lean towards Connor Williams beating your starting left guard. Obviously, you have Zach Martin at your right guard. You would still have Lyle Collins at right tackle and Tyron Smith at left tackle, and that's you're talking three All Pro players a bunch of first-round picks, and that's a solid offensive line when healthy. And, you know, those guys, if getting their chemistry back and getting Travis Frederick back in the middle, that's going to be a really great offensive line. But when you look deeper than that, it's it's the depth that really makes that position group really pop. I mean, they have a tackle in Cameron Fleming who had some spot starts for Tyron Smith last year, and before that he played for New England. He actually started in a Super Bowl. They have Xavier Sulafilo, a backup guard, maybe even a starting guard, who played some time last year for injured Connor Williams, and he played pretty well. And then I mentioned Travis Frederick coming back. Obviously, the center all of last year, a guy in Joe Looney, who 
I mean, I'll admit it before the season. I was, you know, I, I was always a fan of Joe Looney, but I did not expect him to play as well as he did. And, and, and he's a guy that, you know, that left guard position is, you know, I don't want to get too much into position battles right here, but I mean, there's Joe Looney, Silafilo, Connor Williams, any of those guys can get it. And that's not even mentioning that they used the top 100 pick to bring in a guy, Connor McGovern from Penn state. I mean, this is just a deep, deep, deep position group. You know, who, Majority of your starters are going to be, but there's going to be some serious battles at that left guard position, and they have some guys there. If they wanted to move somebody and, you know, if they were looking to get get somebody at a position maybe they're weaker at, they definitely have some pull at the offensive line position with some proven players that that they could uh, they can move on from and, and bring somebody in to help out, help out another position. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, uh, and, you know, and I, I'm going to throw this in there, too. Don't forget, this team just went out as a priority free agent and gave Mitch Hyatt a bigger signing bonus than some of the six-round picks we've had in recent history. So, um, obviously, he's a four-year starter for a national championship program at Clemson at left tackle. Obviously, there's some some holes to his game, needs to get stronger. Uh, that's one of the reasons he wasn't drafted, but still a guy that a lot of people thought uh, would be drafted and thought would make a football team. So absolutely agree with you on the offensive line, uh, just the depth that we've got. I'm going to go in a little bit different direction. I'm going to go with cornerback, you know, and it's something that I don't know if we were deep going into the draft process. But you look back at last year, and the Cowboys were pretty darn confident in their top four. There was a good portion of the season where we only had four corners on the roster, and um, that being Byron Jones, Anthony Brown, Cheeto Bayouzie, and Jordan Lewis. And we've added some guys on and off through the season to kind of help with special teams and things like that. But the Cowboys were pretty darn confident in their top four. What do they do in the draft? They go out in the fourth round. They get a, a Chris Richard guy in Michael Jackson from Miami. When I say Chris Richard guy, everybody in Dallas should know what that means by now. He's going to be tall. He's going to have long arms. He's going to be physical at the point, uh, at the line of scrimmage, going to be physical early on in the route. That's what Chris Richard looks for, as well as that, that premier athleticism to turn and bail you know, once once you get that first shot on a guy. So um, so Michael Jackson fits the bill, uh, going to come in here, probably compete for a fifth job. And oh, by the way, another priority free agent, the Cowboys go out and get somebody I thought that they were surely going to draft with one of their later picks. I thought they really had a crush on him. And that's Chris Westry from uh, Kentucky. And I talked about him on our show before. This is a guy, Cowboys fans, that is 6'4", was jumping near 40 inches, I believe, at his pro day. And, oh, by the way, running in the four threes. This is a guy, he's a pretty thin, only 190-something pounds at 6'4", but he is another prototypical Chris Richard type of corner. Tall, lengthy, physical early on, got the the uh, the ability to turn and bail and get back in a hurry with that speed. He's another guy I think the Cowboys, you know, uh, really think has an opportunity to compete for this team. And, oh, by the way, a guy like Donovan Alumba, who really pushed to make the roster last year uh, in a pretty tight roster battle with guys like uh, 
Duke Thomas, and even a guy that we traded away to Kansas City uh, in uh, West, uh, the cornerback from, um, I believe, Middle Tennessee State that we ended up trading for um, an offensive lineman for Kansas City at the end of training camp. So I really think that uh, the Cowboys wanted to address, make sure that they stay deep at cornerback. Uh, they did that. They, they, with the selection of Jackson, with the, pro, you know, the priority move with, with Chris, Chris Westry. So I'm kind of, uh, excited to see what all, you know, potential shows up at that cornerback position as well. Um, you know, now let's move to the other side of the conversation. Let's talk about the weaker side of things. Uh, you know, Ken, what, what's, what's probably the weakest position group on this team right now? When, when you look at the roster, Going going into this draft, it was pretty it was pretty glaring that the two the two weaker points of the of the team was the defensive tackle position and and the safety position and that's that's kind of you know really based off of what have you done for me lately and in, in the playoff game against the Rams last year we saw Jeff Heath mightily struggle and we saw the defensive line just get demolished by the Rams offensive line so those were the two. Those were the two positions that clearly in the offseason they needed to address. And defensive tackle, they went and they used their first pick and they went and took a defensive tackle. Safety, they they didn't they didn't really address. I mean, to me, it's the weakest position on the team. Uh, they did they brought in a guy, George Iloka, who's who's been around, and they drafted a guy, Donovan Wilson, from Texas AM, correct? That is and, correct. And that's for two additions, but those guys will be competing. They'll also be competing with Kayvon Frazier. And those are kind of your three guys that are going to be battling for that, that strong safety position. I mean, they do they do have a guy, Xavier Woods, playing the free safety position. And I think he is I think he's a very solid player. I think the real the real glaring need is the strong safety position. And you know, those three guys are going to battle after it. I mean, Jeff Heath and, and Kayvon Frazier, they're really, they're really solid special team guys and a backup safety guy. They're really not, they're really not starters to me. But one thing I'll say is if, if you go out and ask 20 Cowboys fans what the biggest weakness on this team is, you know, 18, 19 out of 20 people are going to say, are going to say safety. And it's kind of a good problem to have is it means they don't have a lot of glaring holes on the roster. So that, you know, that's one way to look at it. Uh, so right now, I would say safety is is definitely the, the the biggest the biggest need. And you wonder if you know at this point if they're just going to let it ride out. If uh, you know if they really care, you know they don't value that position all that all that all that highly. And an interesting fact, which I found shocking, was the night of the draft, sitting there at fifty eight. They had a chance to, you know, we know they love Tristan Hill. They know, they know Marinelli loved, uh, Rod Marinelli loved Tristan Hill. But there was a couple of safeties that they could have got that would have immediately upgraded that safety room and immediately upgraded the defense. And from what I heard, I mean, Chris Rashard, he was one of the guys at the top that was, that he was not pounding the table for, for Hill, but he was right there agreeing with them that they need Hill. He's like, it all starts up front. So, you know, if, 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 if he has some faith in, in that secondary, and a lot of that is because of his his love for uh, Xavier Woods, but uh, I mean, I think they're going to roll. They're going to roll with the guys they have. I'm not sure if that's good enough, but if that's the biggest 
the biggest hole on your defense. I mean, you got a you got a pretty good defense. Uh, I mean, there's still a couple guys out there. I mean, you got Trey Boston, I believe, is still a, still a free agent. You've got Eric Berry, who's still a free agent. I mean, do they maybe when it gets real closer to closer to camp and these guys don't sign, do they sign one of the, one of those guys to a one year deal to create a little more a little more competition? I wouldn't be opposed to it. But uh, I mean, right now it's 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 definitely the weakest the weakest part of that football team. Yeah, Ken, you know, and I'm going to absolutely agree with you on that. I'm not going to look at any other uh, position. Maybe we could have a discussion about my displeasure with uh, with the fullback position. Not exactly the uh, biggest fan of Jameez Olawalie at the fullback position, although I am a UNT you know, guys. So uh, obviously, you know, him being UNT, I've got to root for him a little bit. But uh, no, to your point, the safety position, uh, you know, you talk about a number of safeties looking you right there in the face at 58 in this past draft. And it kind of, uh, it's almost a little bit disheartening because we didn't think a lot of those safeties would make it to that point. Didn't think Nasir Adderley, who was my top safety in this class, didn't think he'd make it to that point. And I know Adderley plays a position that is also played by Xavier Woods. Obviously, you bring in Adderley, it's probably an upgrade over Woods. I know the Cowboys coaching staff is a big fan of what Woods can do. They think his best football is still yet to come. I won't argue with that. I will argue that I think bringing Adderley in is an automatic upgrade over what Woods can be. Um, however, you know, you look at some of the strong safety possibilities. You look at Taylor Rapp. Did not think Taylor Rapp was going to fall to that point. I mean, this is a guy who the, the coaches at Washington just raved about. The smartest football player, you know, that they've had there in a while. This is a quarterback of the defense. He is a film room junkie. He is just... Um, uh, an instant leader on any team that he shows up to. So, you know, I was a little bit shocked that uh, with all those safeties that they they still chose to go with Tristan Hill. Um, you know, and I, I've talked about this on the show as well. I kind of thought at the time with so many players on the board that we still liked, you could probably trade back uh, further down into the second round, pick up a little pick that you could then package with 90 to get up early into the third round and maybe get your hands on Tristan Hill, which is where I had him better valued. Obviously that's not the case. That's not what happened. Um, I do like Donovan Wilson. I liked him for a while at A&M. Uh, the kid, he's a playmaker. I mean, he flies around the football field. He is not afraid to throw his body around, uh, not batting coverage. Um, he's definitely a guy I think that can, that can compete for some minutes on this team. But, you know, when you talk about Jeff Heath, like you said, a special teamer that's had to fill in as best he can as a starter for the last few years, um, you know, is he a bad safety? No. Does he have deficiencies? Yes. And, you know, and eventually you hope to improve on that situation. Get a guy in there that can, you know, not just be a fill-in, but, but can be a star. 
can create some turnovers. That's one of the biggest problems our defense has had for a while. We just cannot create turnovers. Safeties are guys that can do that. You know, obviously we talked forever for the last year about Earl Thomas being a possibility here. You know why? Because he brings that ability to change the game at any point in time with a, a hard hit that jars the ball loose or an interception, you know, so that's kind of something that, uh, that, you know, is it a bit of a luxury? Sure. Having a there's just not a ton of great safeties in the league anymore. It's such a devalued position, I think, because safeties have to be able to do so much. So you kind of try and find a way to mix and match guys. But, you know, in all honesty, when you can go out and get a, a game changer like a, a guy that I really liked, like Derwin James last year that, you know, a lot of Cowboys fans wondered if if he might have slipped a little further do we still go with the Leighton Vander Esch pick over a guy like Derwin James? You know, getting a, a playmaking safety like that, it just makes your defense that much better. And it's something that the Cowboys, you know, since the days of Roy Williams and, and, and Darren Woodson, obviously, before that, we just haven't had. So definitely, I agree with you. The weakest position on the roster. Um, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about the stronger positions and some guys that could possibly be on the trade block because of the depth that this team has accrued. Also, some guys that could be potential trade targets before trade uh, before training camp gets here. Some of those guys that maybe teams were throwing toward the Cowboys with Stephen Jones, you know, in those phone calls he talked about today. Uh, we'll get to all that when we come back from this commercial break. All right, and we're back. Uh, Ken, you know, we talked about the offensive line, the cornerback position, uh, as some of the strengths on this team. Stephen Jones says the phone's ringing. Teams are wanting to talk trade with him. Uh, talk about uh, a guy or two that you really think the Cowboys could afford to spare, or maybe they you, you wouldn't necessarily like them to unless the price was right. Uh, talk to me about some of those guys. Well, the big the big name being thrown around out there is Lyle Collins, and mainly because he, he's a he's a solid right tackle, and it's a contract year, and most likely he's going to be the odd man out, and he's not going to be getting that money from Dallas next year. But I mean, for me, as, as deep as the as deep as the line is, it's the strongest it's the strongest point of your team for a reason, and Lyle Collins is a big part of that. I, I mean. I don't know if I'm necessarily comfortable that, that they take out Lyle Collins and I don't know if you start Fleming or you move Connor Williams out the tackle and then, you know, left guard, Sulafilo, McGovern, Looney, whoever it may be. I'm not sure I'm confident that that's the, that's the best five they can put out there compared to having Lyle out there at right tackle. So for me, I'm looking, I'm looking back to what, what you talked about at the cornerback position. And I'm looking at guys that don't necessarily fit the Chris Richard, you know, bill, so to speak, because there's there's been a lot of obviously we've had a couple coaching changes and there could be a lot, a lot more over the next next year or two, depending on how this season goes. But one guy who the Jones speak very highly of and somebody you could who will most likely still be there no matter what happens and could even be the head coach is Chris Richard. So you talk about those long corners the Cowboys drafted. You look at guys like Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown who don't necessarily really fit that. Even 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 Cheeto doesn't really fit the Chris Richard. You know, he he really more fits the 
the Christopher Shore bill for safety, but that's another that's another topic for another day. So you look at Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown. I personally think Jordan Lewis is the better cornerback, but I just don't think the value is really is really there. I mean, I'm thinking I'm not thinking you're getting a whole lot from out of Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis. I'm thinking if if you're going to make a move and you want and you want to go grab somebody, uh, I'm thinking guys that I'm looking at is I'm looking at somebody like like Carl Joseph out of out of Oakland. Like they just they just spent a high pick on a safety. You know they love making moves, and I think that's a guy that can come in right away and and be productive for this team and even start and really and make that safety group better. It's somebody I think that Oakland, who we saw the first round pick they spent on a tackle last year, not really panning out for them. There's somebody that could use offensive line depth. So I think they would take somebody like Lyle Collins and you can get a safety like that. But for me, I feel I'd feel safer. I'm saying Gruden, I'm calling Gruden up. I'm giving him fourth round pick, grabbing that safety. Hopefully it works out. If it not, if it doesn't, he's walking. You get your comp, you get your comp pick back. And that seems to be the way a lot of teams are going. Teams are valuing the picks a lot more than they're valuing the players, unless the player is really good. But I just don't see as much as I would love to, you know, trade Jordan Lewis and Anthony Brown and get a get a good safety on this team. I just I don't think I think they're valued a lot higher in Dallas than they will be valued for other teams in the uh, in the NFL. Let me let me t- ask you this: If Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis is being traded, what would you what would be an acceptable return in your eyes? Uh, as far as a draft pick, I'm sorry. A dra- as far as a draft pick, I would. Anthony Brown is somebody that. See, the thing is, I would trade one or the other. Because obviously they, they kind of play the same position. They play that nickel cornerback position, and I think they're pretty equal, pretty equal in talent. So if you told me I can I could let one of them go, I would expect I would expect a fourth. Anything lower than a fourth, I'm just holding on to the depth. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh that that's that's definitely because like you say, you know, we're at a luxury here. We don't want to trade. Anthony Brown or Jordan Lewis, uh, two guys that, you know, fit so well in that that slot position, both of them do, you know, we don't want to trade them unless you blow us away. And, you know, I would say if I were a team that was wanting to get my hands on them, I'd, I'd, I'd toss around the idea of a fifth round pick. Hey, you know, this is a guy that could come onto our team and be a, a top three corner for a team that maybe didn't get their corners in the draft. Um, so this is a guy we're bringing in to be a top three corner. So, you know, a fifth round pick is what I'd probably be willing to spend. But if I'm the Cowboys, I don't want what you're willing to spend. I want higher than that because we're not willing to trade him unless you blow us away. So I'll agree with that. Um, and, you know, I'm going to go to the offensive line. Um, you know, and Lyle Collins, you know, uh, here's, here's what I'll say about the Lyle Collins uh, stuff. The Dallas Cowboys have to think about where this roster is going to be headed after we pass out the contracts. And that's something that we've talked about on this show 
And, you know, but you've always got to be looking at the next step. So what happens? Sure, we get a guy like Amari and Dak and Zeke and probably Byron Jones. We lock those four up. Well, you know, there's a lot of players coming up after that. I mean, just next year, you're going to talk about losing a guy like Lyle Collins, Malik Collins. Jeff Heath is another name. You know, we're also looking into the next year. Um, oh, by the way, Anthony Brown, another name on that list of guys that'll be free agents after this year that you probably can't afford to keep. Um, the following year, you've got guys like Jalen Smith. You've got Chidobe Owuzie. You've got Jordan Lewis. You know, there are a number of names out there, and we are not going to be able to pay a lot of them. So you have to start thinking about, well, how do we fill some of those roles in the future? I'm going to throw it out there right now. Capital is going to be possible solution for. Oh, by the way, you know we're looking at the next year. We're looking into the crystal ball next year. Jason Witten is a one-year band-aid, most likely a tight end. If Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz don't uh, step up their games, then now they become, you know, tight end becomes a big need again. Wide receiver, Randall Cobb, Tavon Austin, Alan Hearns, these guys are only around for one more year. If those guys, you know, choose not to come back, or better yet, a guy like Cedric Wilson or Noah Brown don't, and Cedric Wilson hasn't gotten his opportunity yet, but if he doesn't turn out to be what we'd hoped he'd be, or if Noah Brown doesn't take his game to the next level, now wide receiver becomes, you know, a need again. So I do, I look at it, guys. Blow me away if you want Lyle Collins. You know, we've we brought this this draft depth in for a reason, you know, and we went out and gave Mitch Hyatt the kind of money we did for a reason as a priority free agent. Now, I'm not saying doing this before training camp. I'd sure like to see Connor McGovern prove to me that he can be the guy. I'd sure like to make sure Tyrone Smith is healthy coming into camp before I make it make this move happen. But if 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 that if that ends up being the case, and Mitch Hyatt, you know, and 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 Cam Fleming are both, you know, looking the way you'd hope each one of them look based on the expectations Fleming has set with the you know the starts he's had in the NFL and the expectations we set for Hyatt coming out of Clemson as a four-year starter at left tackle for a national championship program, then yes. Once again, we've got a luxury in depth. We're not looking to trade Lyle Collins. Blow me away if you need a right tackle. Give me a second round. Who knows? Maybe even a first round pick conditional on you guys getting him restructured, getting him a contract extension. Then you know what? Then we'll have that Lyle Collins top. We can stay on the offensive line. Hey, we mentioned Joe Looney and the, how, what he did last year as a starting center. Hey, Joe Looney is a guy that can start at center in the NFL, period. He proved it last year. If Travis Frederick is back and ready to go when we get to training camp, and he looks like his old self, and we know that Connor McGovern can play Penn State coming out, I evaluated him as a guy who I thought his best position was at center. So we know you've got a guy like Connor McGovern who could play center if need be. If we, you know, like I said, you get to training camp, you realize that Travis Frederick is back. Now let's talk to a team who maybe has a hole at center or even worse, you know, you hate to, to predict an injury, but maybe a guy goes out and gets hurt on another team, a starting center. And now 
a, a strong position on their team turns into chaos and they need a guy that can start in center, then you know what? Hey, I'd be willing to take a fourth or a fifth round pick for a Joe Looney. Is he worth, you know, a fourth round pick? Probably not, but it's not about what he's worth. It's about what you're desperate for, and it's about what we've covered ourselves with, you know, with multiple other players at. So, you know what? We don't want to trade him. He loves it here in Dallas. You can ask Joe Looney. He, he loves playing here in Dallas, you know, but blow me away. You know, if you need a starting center that bad, then spend the little bit of extra to get him on your football team. Throw me a fourth round pick. You know, and in Xavier Suafilo, he's a guy that could even get a fifth or a sixth round pick in return. But all th- that kind of draft capital is going to be what it takes for this team to fill some of the holes. Like I say, you know, we talk about, you know, all the guys that are going to be coming up after the initial five that we think the Cowboys are, are locked in on re-signing, you know, who knows, maybe a guy like Cheeto, you know, Awuzie becomes so expensive after a year that my goodness, you know, we just paid Byron Jones big money at corner. We can't afford to pay another corner after all the guys that we just paid. Who knows? He could be a breakout player. And we'll talk about that another day is breakout candidates. But, you know, there's a lot of potential, you know, in this at corner on this offensive line not all those guys have long-term futures here and it's going to cost a lot to keep them. And if we can't afford it, which there's some guys that we won't be able to, then you know what? Turning that into draft capital now, you know, while teams may be desperate or while we've got the depth to be able to make it. So I think that's how you turn around and, and replace some of the guys that you may not want to let go you know, like I said, a, che- a, a Cheeto Awuzie or even a Jalen Smith. You know, I know Cowboy fans love him. I love him. Guys, if you saw what C.J. Mosley just got paid in free agency, Jalen Smith is a breakout year away, and he had a breakout year last year. He's another step forward from being in the in the C.J. Mosley, uh, you know, contract conversation. So we have to consider the fact that um, – that we, you know, we, it, he might get, uh, outprice himself. He might price himself out of our range. And darn it, we're going to have to go find ourselves another linebacker out of the blue. And we never expected that to be the case. So, uh, you know, definitely, you know, I want the Cowboys to look for that deal that blows them away. Not the deal that's, that, you know, just makes sense. No, it has to blow us away. Um, Ken, let's wrap it up here real quick. You know, Stephen Jones uh, did not talk about just teams inquiring about our players. He said that they had some players that they were shopping and wanted to know uh, if the Cowboys were interested. They did not name any specific names or positions or even teams. But as Cowboys fans, we, we just made it clear. The safety position is still a big hole on this roster. And the Cowboys can can say it till they're blue in the face that they're comfortable with their safeties. You know what? I'm, you know, I'm calling BS on that. I'll just throw it out there. You know what? If the opportunity presented itself to upgrade its safety in a trade that made sense, I think the Cowboys go for it. You know, just some guys, you mentioned a guy like Carl Joseph, who's an Oakland Raider. John Gruden didn't draft him. Right now on the Oakland Raiders roster, that's not a good thing. 
If you weren't a Gruden pick, then there's a good chance you could be out the door. That's a guy, and they just drafted Jonathan Abram as well that could be on the way out. Some others I've listed here. Tavon Wilson in the final year of his deal uh, in Detroit. Kind of been a little bit of a disappointment since they signed him as a free agent. They also in Detroit just went out and drafted Will Harris. That could be a possible guy on the market. Josh Jones. They just went out and got Darnell Savage. Signed Adrian Amos in the offseason. All of a sudden, Josh Jones could be on his way out of Green Bay. You know, with still two years to go. That's a former second round pick in 2017. Um, Deron Harmon. New England is constantly bringing more safeties in. They kept Chung. McCourty seems to kind of be the one that makes things go around there in New England. A guy like Deron Harmon, who started at times in New England, has given them the flexibility to make that three-safety system work. Well, guess what? They go out and they draft a guy like Malik Gantz. Now, all of a sudden, a guy like that could be available. And then Jalen Watkins with the Chargers. They draft Derwin James two years ago. They bring in Nasir Adderley this year in the draft. You know, they've uh, they've got guys like Jenkins who uh, who start on that football team as well. I believe there's another safety. Um, yeah, Rayshon Jenkins and then um, and then Adrian Phillips. Those are guys that played big roles for them last year as well in that three safety system that they liked to uh, to throw out on the football field. So. There are some safeties, Jalen Watkins being the one I was talking about from the Chargers, by the way, former Eagle, where he started quite a bit. There are some safeties out there on the market. You know, Ken, talk to me about the guys that you really think uh, this team should be looking after if we are going to make a move to upgrade that safety position. Well, let, let me put it this way. I think the way this team, the way this team is now, I think that they are in – they are in a win, obviously a win now kind of situation, not a rebuilding, not a rebuilding year by any means. Like this team is as close to win now as it's going to be, especially with the big contracts they have up on the horizon. So you mentioned a lot of guys and a lot of guys that would come in and and make a make a big difference and could potentially start for this team. So if I'm the Cowboys and the way that they've kind of the Cowboys have and a lot of teams have kind of got their head wrapped around how this how these compensation picks work the way they're able to couple games into a season, you know, throw a fourth rounder at a guy, even if it's for the rest of a year and they end up walking the, these teams, these teams do it so that they still get that comp pick back in the next draft. So it's almost like it, it's like a free rental almost if it works out to your, to your benefit. So, but this team's in a win now situation. So I'm valuing, the safety a lot more than I'm valuing a fourth round pick or a third round pick next year, preferably a fourth or a fifth next year at somebody. Uh, that's, that's the way that I look at it. And I know you mentioned that, that Stephen Jones had said many times that, you know, they're, they're comfortable with the guys they have at, at the safety position. I know a lot of that is, I mean, they don't want to, they don't want to spit in their players face. I mean, when the whole Earl Thomas stuff was swirling around there, you saw you saw a guy like Xavier Woods, you know, tweeting, putting stuff on Twitter, saying, you know, like he almost felt disrespected. So, you know, these guys don't want to piss their players off, saying they're out there looking for looking for a safety to bring in there. Uh, you know, obviously they don't they don't want to do that. But if you look at last year; they went into last year saying that they were pretty happy with their wide receiver room. So, you know, they've been. <laughs> 
<laughs> they've, they've been known to go back on that take. So I'm all for I'm all for throwing the pick and going to get somebody. You know, give yourself the best possible team you can have in 2019. And then uh, with the way they've drafted in the past and how how well they've shown to pick up, you know, obviously draft well in the first and second round, but also being able to find guys later in rounds, I trust that they can go and get the player now and then they can backfill in the draft with, you know, their their remaining picks. They they've been they've shown that they can find they can find guys with the draft assets that they have. Absolutely. You know, uh, I'm going to, you know, just kick in and say this. Uh, and, and, and this isn't anybody that I think none of these players I've mentioned are necessarily guys that are guaranteed on the trade block. But if the Green Bay Packers, if they're willing to talk about a guy like Josh Jones, this is a guy coming out of North Carolina State that got some comparisons to Cam Chancellor. This was a bigger guy, very athletic and fluid guy that really came downhill and laid the hits. Um, I think if, if they really are going to go with Amos at the free safety position and they brought Darnell Savage, a first-round pick, in to be that strong safety if the Green Bay Packers are willing to listen on Josh Jones, if they're willing to make it reasonable, let's call it a fourth rounder for a guy that could provide some, some I wouldn't say significant upgrade because in Green Bay, he's had some mixed results, but in a different scheme where maybe his skill set fits a little bit better, I think that that could definitely be something that uh, is the breath of fresh air that, that he needs, the change of scenery that he needs. I would certainly um, I would certainly discuss a fourth-round pick. You know, I don't know if a guy like, you know, if we're trading player for player, they've made a lot of investments in their cornerbacks uh, over the years that have uh, – that have really turned into, you know, some, some good things. I don't know if a Jordan Lewis or an Anthony Brown would be on their wish list. I don't know. They, they went out and got Elton Jenkins, an interior offensive lineman. Don't know if Lyle Collins would necessarily be on that wish list. If he would, that would be a different story for us. But, uh, you know, maybe, you know, I know the interior, their inside linebacker position still has a few question marks. Maybe they could, uh, you know, I, I doubt the Cowboys, after getting Sean Lee to restructure, would put him on the block. But maybe a guy like Joe Thomas, who's played there in Green Bay before and has some familiarity with uh, with their 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 players, maybe a guy like that, you know, and, and a pick would be enough to get a guy like Josh Jones here. Um, but in the end, you know, like I say, and improving at the safety position helps that plan out. So... So I'm definitely, uh, I definitely think the Cowboys are at least keeping their ears open. Now, whether or not they're, they're, you know, making the same kind of efforts they did with Earl Thomas, I don't know if I'll go that far. Um, you know, you definitely, as the season gets near, you don't want a guy like, you know, Xavier Woods or Jeff Heath or even a Kayvon Frazier to get a little bit disheartened about their position on this team. But we saw, like you said, we saw where that got us last year at the receiver position. We we didn't hurt anybody's feelings, and midway through the season, everybody's feelings went out the door, and we were giving up a first round selection for Amari Cooper. So, so you know, that's something I think the Cowboys, if the right deal that made sense, you know, came across their path, I think it's something that they would definitely consider. Um, well, that's all we've got time for today on the Big D Beatdown. Uh, 
you know, tune in next time where we're going to talk about all these contracts that the Cowboys are looking to be passing out. Another thing Stephen Jones said in his interview today, they've already started negotiations with both Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott. Still got Byron Jones, still got Zeke Elliott. Could they decide to try and keep a guy like Lyle Collins? Or is Jalen Smith, you know, possibly the next man up? You know, uh, who's the next guy in line? You know, we'll discuss that next on the Big D Beatdown. For today, I'm Austin Smith here with Ken Cunningham. Thank you very much for tuning in.